Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Whatever the pain is, I could do it. Uh, ha ha, ha 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 ha. Little <laughs> did I know that my son would be sunny side up. And with every contraction, it felt like my back was breaking. I just felt like this baby was going to push out the wrong hole. I, was, I felt like he was going to come out my butt. <laughs> everybody welcome back to katie's crib i am uh like so 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 fangirling out uh to this guest today i think she's incredible from afar i think she's so pretty inside and out like it's and it's just taken me asking her to be a guest on Katie's crib for me to have ever met her. And I just feel very lucky that that day is today and you all get to hear uh, the electric chemistry we will be having. I am talking about the one and only Milana Vindrube. Um, She is an actress, comedian, writer, director, activist. She's known for eight billion things. I mean, for for people who don't know her well enough and her work, which you should. She's the AT&T television commercials portraying the saleswoman Lily. She's recurring role in the NBC drama This Is Us. She voices Squirrel Girl in the Marvel's Squirrel Girl, the unbeatable radio show. It's available now on all podcast platforms. Her other credits include writing for shows like Adult Swim's Robot Chicken, her Comedy Central digital series Making Fun with Aquila and Milana, her most recent film Werewolves Within... 
Also, Rebecca Henderson was in that, and she's been on Katie's Crib, premiered at the 2021 Tribeca Festival. She tours. She speaks on activism, global citizenship at various colleges and organizations. She gave birth to a baby boy at the time of this recording a year ago. Milana Weintrub, welcome to Katie's Crib. Weintrub, am I saying that correctly? Sure, I don't care. I actually don't even know. Yeah, but how do you... Pr- <laughs> I-, <laughs> I was talking about it with my husband before, and he was like, it's like trouble, like trub, like vine trub. Yeah. And then we listened sure. to you say it, and you were like, no, it's vine trub, which... I don't whatever. know. Leave me alone. This is already the hardest <laughs> okay, podcast I've ever been on. No, I, I genuinely... I think because... Weintrub means wine grapes right. in German. And then that was translated into Russian. And then that Russian was translated into English. And so we're saying a word that shouldn't be said out loud. Exist. It's not a thing. Right. So right. just right. if right. you could just mumble through whatever two syllables come right. out, I will accept it. Okay, okay. Okay. Milana Weintrub. I terribly, love it. Oh, that was very done, sexy. Okay. You have just celebrated a one-year-old. One year is such a milestone and such a awesome time to reflect and just share where you're at. Uh, Katie, I'm like already a little verklempt because motherhood is so all-encompassing. Um, even when you have help, nobody could have warned me for and and it feels so obvious to say now and it maybe even feels obvious to people who are listening who aren't parents but no one could have warned me for what having a child does to your time <laughs> like there just is no there is no time yeah there is no time and there's no way um to prepare. I mean, we're talking and and I'm looking down the barrel at an almost five-year-old and it's such a mind fuck. I mean, I find myself on my phone before bed looking at him as a one-year-old and a two-year-old and I like, it's, thank God I have those photos because I I don't, it's such a practice in being present that, do you even remember really well? Do you remember? Well, I've read about your labor and I know it was beautifully traumatic in was, some ways and really painful yeah. and really intense. Um, but do you remember the early days? You know, it's a blur. I actually just got like one of these like notebooks where you, you know, you journal about every step and I got it at a year, which is like, what's the point? I'll, I already give up. But like, um, <laughs> You know, at at this point, he started rolling over. And at this point, he started sitting up. And, you know, at this point, he was curious about avocado. Like, I, it's it's very blurry. I think the things that I remember are things that were, like, part of training in terms of not, not sleep training, but just, like, the advice that other parents gave me. Like, at four months, move him into another room. And so I have that ingrained in right. my head. But in terms of, like, the organic growth of him, it's all very blurry. In fact, I have a friend who was like, hey, my best friend just had a baby. What should I send her? And I was like, uh, shit. I remember adult diapers. 
Um, mm -hmm. I remember these ice packs that I thought I would need a lot of, but actually ended up not using that many of. I think every vagina heals differently. Um, tell her mm -hmm. to that do a sits true. bath. Tell Do the sure. sits bath. I like, I, <laughs> in fact, when I go over a new mom's house, that's what I do. I'm like, yeah, I know you think you don't have time for this, but sit, put, soak your vagina in this tea for a little bit. Wait, I never ever fucking did this. I do, I tried and I was super confused. Can you take the listeners through? Someone dropped me off a bucket, <laughs> mm -hmm. like a bucket yeah. that was shaped like where your ass would fit. I yep. tried to fill it with lukewarm water and like this lovely satchel of fucking roses or some shit that I was supposed exactly. to sit my fucked up vagina on. And I couldn't, yep. I don't know if it's the way my ass is built, but I felt like my vagina wasn't like hitting the water. What was I doing? Was I doing something wrong? Can you explain yeah, no, the sits bath? I actually think this is very valuable. If this is what you go over to new mom's houses and this is your gem, this has not yeah. yet been shared on Katie's crib and I think someone okay. will be helped. Okay. Well, first of all, I think it's fair to say that it is your ass's fault. Um, no, no. I think uh, – <laughs> <laughs> True. No. True. I think uh, you probably just didn't put enough water in it. So the, the thing that I had is like an insert you put over your toilet. So if it spills, it just spills into your toilet. But it's a tea that has all sorts of healing herbs in it. I'm not – I actually have no idea what it is. Chamomile, maybe dandelion, no idea. Um, but you buy it pre – you can buy it pre-made. Yes, yes. It was one of the things that came in like a like a postpartum pack. So um, you make – you put this little – it's like a little bedpan that you put over your toilet and you fill it with amazing, like basically as warm water as you can handle um, without burning your vagina. And you put this tea bag in it and you just sit. And sometimes it makes you pee. And if you pee, then you pee and you forgive yourself. But sitting in warm water and feeling um, clean was a big deal for me. I felt so like gross and dirty and muggy down there and and you know doing like the layers of pads and diapers and just like not really having time to shower but not ever feeling clean one of the best pieces of advice that my midwife gave me was just like put down a chucks pad and go lay outside and just bleed on the chucks pad and just be without a tampon or i mean not a tampon a pad or a diaper for a while a pad yeah yeah, because you sit, you can get pretty fucked up from sitting in just liquids. Like you're just, there's so much liquid involved. You know, there's so much liquid involved. You're basically like all it's this. It's a very this, juicy this time. Amniotic, yeah, all this amniotic fluid is coming out for, for some people, weeks and weeks and weeks at a time and bleeding for weeks and weeks and weeks at a time. So you can get pretty frustrated just sitting in that, in a pad, in a diaper, yeah, it's gross. So you're like, yeah. the sits bath for you made you feel like you were sort of starting at zero. Like, great, let's just like clean this all up, <laughs> sit outside on a chucks pad and feel free. Yes. So I needed to go and just warm and clean and be nice to this 
incredible body part that just did so much work, has gone through so much trauma. Let's just go and be a little nice to her. And honestly, for me, it was it was really hard for me to take 10 minutes for myself. And it still is. It still is yeah. so hard. And it's a conversation. I mean, I'm going off topic now, but hi, Katie. This is just hi. us hanging out. Hi. Oh, please. Um, I'm excited. My husband and I were just having a conversation yesterday about like, he was like, you have to tell me what your needs are. And I'm like, first of all, I don't know how to do that. Secondly, I don't know what they are. You know, maybe since my son's birth, but probably like epigenetically for generations, the women in my family mm-hmm. have been martyrs for motherhood and mm-hmm. they have always put themselves after their children and grandchildren and nieces and nephews. And so um, since my son was born, I was like, I don't matter. And that's fine until now, you know, my son is a year and I'm like, oh, wait, I really got to matter a little bit because I'm holding a lot of shit together. Were you the first woman in your, you know, close line, your mother, your grandmother that does have help? Like, was your mom a stay-at-home mom? Was your grandmother a stay-at-home mom? Like, was there, did they put their children so far ahead that they also didn't work or did they have, did they have to work? I come from working people. My, um, Mm -hmm. everyone worked. Um, But the work always felt like it was for the family. And it's true. I do believe that they really worked for us. My dad, too. Um, but it was at the cost of themselves. And not that they ever let it show, really. I mean, I think my you know, my mom probably worked herself to the bone in terms of sacrificing her own mental health, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the times that we did have help, well, and this is true for me now, was so that they could go work. Right. So that's really what's coming into your identity shift of like, okay, if I do have this nanny for five hours, then it means I better be fucking working my ass off that I'm not currently mothering him and I'm not currently, you know, filling my mother's shoes. So I, it's not like I should take the, that five hours and do something what some people and might nap. call selfish or self-care. Oh God, I know. Or go to like, go just fucking drink at lunch with a friend or whatever. Like, yeah, like you would, I know it's a real, I have to say, I can't, I don't know if it gets better. I'm sitting here again. Like I think a five-year-old is maybe, you know, I feel like I'm coming on this sort of milestone in a way. And I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if that's gotten any better. I mean, I've definitely paid for nannies to watch my children while I've taken a nap. That's definitely happened. Yeah. <laughs> and I've definitely felt bad about it. So that's definitely mm. also how it happened. Um, did you always want to be a mom? I did. I like think when I you were did. little, were you maternal? Yeah. Were you like, I? it, it was never a question that you were going to do this. I felt like I love my future children. I remember saying that in high school, like I love my future children. Um, But also it's hard for me to separate how much of that is conditioning because it was never really an option. It was like growing up, it's like, and when you have children, this is what you're going to do. And so I never, I don't know that I was ever able to imagine my life without it. But when my husband and I first started dating, we were living in New York and had really full, crazy lives. And 
we had the conversation, you know, or we would hang out with people who have kids and see how hard it is. And we're like, are we going mm-hmm. to opt into that? Like, let's, <laughs> let's, let's think about this consciously. And then we got married and on our wedding night, we were like, do you want to just see if our parts work together? And then nine oh, months. How beautiful. Oh my God. It was so beautiful. And mm. then nine months and one day later, my son was born. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Not did I, I did not see that coming. I have goosebumps all over my body. That's insane and incredible. <laughs> Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
this, um, I love that you've made this so public, but you do, you have an opinion piece for the Daily Beast that is about how you were pregnant once before mm-hmm. and opted to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Now, can you talk to me through how you knew, like what I love so much about the article and for people listening, read it. It's really a wonderful, it's a one, you did such a be- it's a great, great piece. Thanks. But I love about it is that you knew in your body that that was the choice you had to make. And what I love about hearing the story about making your son is you knew that that was the choice you had, that you wanted to make. Mm -hmm. How did you know you were ready for something like that? How did you know so through and through? And I ask because I'm really bad at making decisions. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know it's right when you don't have to second guess it, at least for me. Um, And that's not, you know, there are a lot of things I'm second guessing all the time and asking for too many people's opinions on. But when it came to having an abortion, it felt like a no-brainer. I was not in a place to have a child. I was not in a relationship with the person that was going to be my forever person. I was working at a smoothie shop. Um, that didn't allow us to receive tips, which I think should be illegal. Ugh. Um, I Ugh. I was just barely, barely, barely holding on, and I didn't ever feel like the thing I was pregnant with was my kid. I didn't ever feel like I'm going to go abort a child. I felt like there is this thing I am impregnated with. I mean, I'm not like, it felt like I was sick with something that I have to go clean, cure myself of. Um, Yeah. There is a medical procedure that is very common that will cure me of this thing that is uncomfortable and scary and not here at the right time. So I went to, I just went to my gynecologist and I was lucky enough to have health insurance at the time. And I just underwent this very basic medical procedure and I was fine afterwards and it didn't eat me up. And I honestly, the only time I ever even think about it is when I think about all of the people who want an abortion and cannot have one. That's when I think back to myself at 22 years old being like, oh, fuck, what if I was forced to grow and birth and raise a person that I was not able to care for. All of the sacrifices that that would have been to my personal life and all of the ways that that would have affected this little being's upbringing mm-hmm. who was who would be entirely under-resourced, entirely yeah. underserved in every way. And then I get to make a choice about having my son and it's, it was just a, it was a hell yeah. I mean, we were, we were so excited. We were, we hugged and kissed and called everyone before we should call people. You know, they tell you to wait and I didn't. And I was just stoked. I also think I I have some thoughts on this, like how women should wait until they tell people that they're pregnant. Oh yeah. Talk to me about that. Sure. I think it just stigmatizes miscarriage. And it makes people feel like it's something they should deal with on their own. And I mean, you know, 
you don't have to make like an Instagram announcement, but you can. You could definitely tell the people close to you because those are the people who are there to support you through good times and bad. Yeah, I I had a miscarriage before my son and I was so, and it was at like 11 and a half weeks. And I remember it was really helpful actually mm. that I had told the people I told. I told the people that I would have told had it not worked out, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yes. Like my best friends, yes. my parents, my grandmother, like people who I called afterwards and was like, I'm no longer pregnant. I'm so sad. Um, yeah. And I do think keeping it just to yourself is really, really hard. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't recommend that either. I couldn't. Oof. Oof. No way. Yeah. I, I don't think. So you got pregnant <laughs> right on your freaking wedding night. You take a pregnancy test. You were just stoked. So excited. Calling all of your family members like I'm pregnant. Were you afraid? Were you scared? Were you? I mean, we definitely had a what the fuckness happen of like, is this real? Are we really going to do this? Because like, you're like, I didn't even work for it. Like, that's, that's huge. Some people are usually like, okay, I, I didn't, like, I was bummed when I got my period and we started trying, but I also was like, it was kind of cool to like try for a while and know totally. that I really wanted it versus like, holy shit, this worked. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was looking forward to trying for a little bit. Um, yeah, sure. I was looking forward to, you know, being married for a little bit, but we were also like, you know, this person is coming into our lives and it's meant to be for whatever reason. So I, I felt very lucky and grateful, um, and scared. Um, yeah. And, and, and honestly, just the world was a scary place. This was, um, I found out in September of 2020 and nobody was vaccinated yet. That didn't exist. I was like receiving death threats from trolls online. Um, we, oh no! It, for what? Oh my god! For existing, for being a woman, for becoming a meme. I'm not really sure what happened, but all of a sudden, I started oh. getting the attention of just a lot of gross men. And you know, it was just—I just felt so unsafe in the world for a variety mm -hmm. of reasons. Um, and so, for that to happen at a time where I was also feeling those things. Um, I just really wanted to keep everything private. You know, there's this shift that happens that every person that carries a child feels where all of a sudden your body is not yours, not just yours. Your body is now your family. And I felt like I needed to protect my family in ways that I never felt like I needed to protect just myself. I I felt pretty comfortable putting myself on the front lines of trolldom and yeah. activism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just just yeah. just soaking in every kind of cortisol stress hormone yeah. I could pot like whatever, I can take it. But when it was about this little thing, I was like, well there's no reason for them to take it. There's no reason mm -hmm. for, you know, they didn't ask to be an activist and they didn't ask to be <laughs> fight fighting a fight yet. 
let them make that choice. So I kind of, um, I kind of went underground a little bit. Yeah, I did too. With my second, I can remember making the choice of like when I was pregnant with Vera and it was like Los Angeles was on fire and uh, it was Black Lives Matter and it was, I mean, it it still is, but it was just so uh, George Floyd had just been murdered and everyone was taking to the streets and I had such fight and anger and and my body and I would drive by, I would make Adam drive me by protests and marches and things like that, but I wouldn't get out of the car because I was, it was really, we didn't know about COVID a lot then. And we didn't know how it affected pregnancy. We didn't know how it affected babies. And I felt like that too. Like I had to kind of hide and, and it wasn't about me anymore. It was about how am I going to keep us safe from things we don't know. Um, how was your pregnancy? It was pretty textbook. Um, I had a very nauseous first trimester. I was just working a lot. I was to, to be working and pregnant during a pandemic while, I, I mean, I'm sure it, you were working through your pregnancies as well, right? Not the pandemic pregnancy, but my first pregnancy, I worked mm. the whole time. And I can't even believe you just said working pandemic pregnancy all in one fucking sentence. I cannot imagine that. While being yeah. like nauseous, like the first trimester where you're just like, and I have the flu, but it could be COVID, but I have to be working. Yeah. And please, God, let everything or please, whoever, let this fucking like, let everything be okay. Like this is, did you have anxiety? Were you trying to stay really chill? Did you have, um, what were you, what was your support like? I just like kicked into boss mode. I have a husband who is best, most supportive, most kind, most hands-on. I just am so, so lucky. And um, he came to set with me almost every time. And he likes he, – he's a working person too that doesn't work in this industry at all. And he would bring his – giant fucking computer into my dressing room and work in there and then come to set and bring me crackers and little peppermint oil to sniff and put on my nausea bracelets for me and then go back to my dressing room and take a meeting. And, um, Oh my God. I love this guy. I love this human being. Oh my God. Great. So So you had a lot of support. You were nauseous. And then did you get the second trimester stride where you were like, I have the most energy I've ever had in my life. Yes, absolutely. Um, but also, I gained so much weight. And and honestly, one of my one of my friends was like, "Hey, all, your whole job right now is just to get fat and be happy." And I was like, "I can do that." I took it very seriously. <laughs> so, you know, I was not one of those like jazzercise moms. I ate whatever I wanted, and I worked really hard at work. There's something very cruel about watching yourself become like gain so much weight so fast on camera <laughs> um mm. as somebody oh, yeah. who you know who works in an industry that is so vain and I am so vain in that way that I I am not proud of but that was that was kind of hard and then also because I was dealing with so much um crazy people showing up to addresses and all sorts of things I was keeping my pregnancy private and it was just a gross, a gross time 
in terms of like my relationship to my body and the internet and like and the perception of oh, of, I don't like of the gaze of the world. But then also oh. internally, the, the 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 flip side of that, Katie, is that like um in terms of like my IRL world, my in real life world, mm-hmm. it was fucking amazing. Like I love the people I work with. My AD is a mother of two. Um, my producer is a father of two. Um, I I was directing and acting, which is one of my favorite ways to be acting. And I wow, Milana, my God, I felt like I was like working really hard. I was building my nest so that then I could chill the fuck out when my baby got here, which is not true. Actually, I didn't end up chilling the fuck out for very long at all. But I did you take a maternity leave? Did you take a maternity leave? I had like three and a half months, which is not enough time. I think also illegal. That should be illegal. Illegal. Should have a year. Illegal. A year. You should have, everyone should have a year. Yeah. My sister-in-law works at a company where they have one year paid maternity leave. Um, They also have one year paid paternity leave. And it's the sanest, most loveliest and because of that, she will. She is so loyal to this company, and she works her fucking yes. ass off because she will never. It will never be lost on her that she got to be with her baby and sort of go through the transition into motherhood. And really, I mean, when you were speaking earlier when we were talking, I didn't feel like myself. Like I remember looking in the mirror when my son was 18 months old. So around a year and a half. And I remember looking in the mirror being like, oh, I think I see me in there a little bit. Like, and it Mm -hmm. took that long. Um, and I'm just at a year and a half now with my daughter and it's starting to like, I feel a little bit again. I think for me, it has to do with, um, breastfeeding too, but, um, where are you at? Do you breastfeed? I think if I could still be nursing, I would still be nursing. I, um, around 10 months, got just so um, busy with work and I was no longer on um, my sets. I was on other people's sets and I couldn't keep up the pumping schedule and – um and and my body wasn't receiving the the hormone feedbacks that it needed to keep producing milk you know i just wasn't seeing i wasn't able to actually feed my kid enough um so that's when we switched to formula but also luckily at that time he was eating so much the kid like loves like sardines and sauerkraut and like he's just an old jewish man oh my man. god he's a kid after my own heart i love him yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm like i'm not worried about him getting his like iron and you know he's he's good so i felt okay about stopping for him but also learning to breastfeed was the hardest thing I've ever done. I, he didn't latch until he was three weeks old. And, you know, every day that your kid isn't latching feels like a crisis. Every day where you're like, I I can't figure out how to feed this kid and he's crying and he needs this thing is uh is a catastrophe. You know, I remember talking to like lactation consultants on like a Monday and they're like I can see you on Thursday and I'm like are you fucking kidding me? 
I can't make it four days like this. Like I can't make I it. Can't, I cannot make it. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. You have We're to not come gonna over make it. Like you have to come over today. Yeah, today. Okay, right now. Two fucking yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did the latch finally work itself out? Um, I found an incredible lactation consultant who came over every day. And she's a saint. Every woman that I dealt with, I could cry now just thinking about it. But every woman that I dealt with in my pregnancy, delivery, postpartum process deserves a medal. Like <laughs> my midwife was incredible. Oof, you made me cry. <laughs> my doula was like stepped in like I, I can't even imagine Carson Meyer. Um, I delivered at this tiny, I I was planning a home birth. It didn't go that way. I ended up going to this tiny hospital that had two delivery rooms. Wait, can you tell me more about this? Why did you always know you wanted a home birth? Was the home birth decision COVID based? Did you want that? Like what, what made the change when you had to go to the hospital? Tell me all of this. Um, it was, it was a little COVID based. Yeah. Um, but also my son was born in May and it was like, it was like this point of levity ultimately in like mm-hmm. the, the cycle. I, I was vaccinated, my, you know, my husband or doctor. So it all felt like we were like maybe starting to take our masks off around each other. But before that, yes, it was a little bit COVID based. And it was also, I watched the, um, the business of being born and I was very scared by that. The hospital experience I had was nothing like that. It was a beautiful hospital experience, and I wish my hospital experience on every birthing person. But um, honestly, the biggest thing for me is that I wanted to move around. I did not like this idea of being attached to tubes and monitors and not Mm -hmm. being able to Mm -hmm. move or Mm -hmm. squat Mm -hmm. or walk. Um, that felt the most natural to me. And I also, I'm like, I could do the pain. Whatever the pain is, I could do it. Ha 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 ha. Little did I know. <laughs> Little did I know that my son would be sunny side up, which means that he was facing forward, which means that his head and spine was pushing against my spine. And with every contraction, it felt like my back was breaking and my, I, I, as a joke, I knew this was funny when I was doing it, but I meant it where with every contraction, I would yell, my butthole. Like I was, I just felt like this baby was going to push out the wrong hole. Yeah. I I felt like he was going to come out my butt. Um, And I did it for days. I was in, I had contractions for days. Um, I started having contractions on a Sunday night. Um, on Tuesday, I saw my midwife and I was like, are these Braxton Hicks or are these contractions? And then I had one in front of her and she's like, oh, honey, those are contractions. And um, and then that night I didn't sleep and I, you know, we did the thing. We had a tub blown up in our bedroom. Um, and then the next day, you know, did all the curb walking, did everything I could to make this baby come, and he did not. Um, and then, so after the second sleepless night of having contractions, um, this was like, you know, 2 a.m. in the bathtub, and I'm having pain like I've never thought possible, 
I um, I call my midwife and she very lovingly was like, you know, I don't think that anyone should have to have back labor without medication. And if you wanted to go to the hospital, that would be okay. And I needed that permission for some reason. I needed to take the pressure off myself. And so like at 3 a.m., and I pack, we pack up the stuff and we get in the car and I am in the best mood. I am so grateful that these days of contractions are coming to an end, that we're about to meet our baby. We drive to the hospital. I cannot sit down. They make me sit in a wheelchair to get to the room. And I'm like, no, 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 I'll walk. I literally can't sit. This baby's in my butt. I cannot sit. And they're like, you have to. You have to. The insurance company says you have to sit. So anyway, we go to the hospital and they were just like, well, you're not dilated enough. So why don't we just give you some some, uh, pain medication so you can sleep? don't remember what it was called, but it was just so you could sleep tonight and we'll talk about it in the morning. So this was not an epidural? You didn't like get right, you didn't pull right in and they didn't give you an epidural right away? No, I wasn't. My my body wasn't ready for that yet. And they were like, okay. I, I was like, oh yeah, well, if you're going to admit me to this hospital, what if I want to like leave? And they're like, that's fine. There's a really good burrito shop down the street. You can go get a burrito. You know, they were just like the nice – they were like, you don't have to make any decisions right now. We're not pressuring you into anything. I think you should just sleep tonight. And I was like, hell yeah. So I slept for the first time in like, you know, two and a half days. And it was great. And then the next morning um, we started doing a Zytotec, which is like a pill. Yeah, yep, to open up your cervix. Try to do that. That worked a little bit. And then they started the induction. And and the the one downside of delivering at a small hospital is that there wasn't an anesthesiologist to do the epidural. So I had to wait a long-ass time for that doctor to get there. And then another fun twist is that my my epidural – You just – I would have been screaming my fucking ass off. Like at what? Yeah, like, I uh, did six hours. I think with my son. Oh my of god! Just, what a like dream. I made it to like. Yeah, no, Brad, but I only did six cool hours Brad, of Katie. no, uh, no. But you're the co- I could never like after six hours. I made it to like six and a half centimeters until I was like, I am fucking sobbing. Yeah. Between every single one of these. Like, and I, my goal with my doula was I just want to have a really fun, good memory of this. Mm, That's that's it. That's such a good goal. Like, I just want to look back and be like, I don't care what happens, but I just want to look back and be like, you know, I think also because I had this podcast and stuff like that, I was like, so I knew things could get pretty fucking traumatic. (laughs) I was just like, I just want to enjoy it. Like I really, really want to enjoy it. And I really want to be there for it. And I got to the point where I was just hysterical. And I just was like, I fucking hate this. I hate this. This sucks. Mm. I hate it. I'm not having a good time. This blows. And I really want to be excited to meet him. Can we fucking fix this? (laughs) Yes. That's when I um, called for the epidural, which I got both times. But um. I, I asked for the epidural, but it wouldn't stick. I, for some reason... Oh, yes. I read this. You, some people, the epidural 
it's crazy. But yeah. some people, an epidural doesn't work. Some people, they they miss the artery or whatever the fuck, and they're trying a million times, and it doesn't take. So you felt everything. Um, I had like three hours of an epidural, maybe. And so I just used that to sleep. But it wasn't until – so my contraction started on Sunday night. The following Saturday morning, I'm like, call the president of the hospital. Some Someone's getting fired. This is unethical. This is not how it should work. And they're like, sorry, this is just what natural birth is. A fucking full week. Basically a week. Yeah, like five and a half days, basically, um, that they, they call this the moment of transition where you're like, I can't take anymore. And in that moment, my water broke and the nurse was like, you're ready to push. And then I pushed for two hours and I loved pushing, actually. I mean, I hated the ring of fire, but I loved finally having progress. I loved the support team around me. Um, my midwife told me about a couple that had that she had worked with where the man sat on the toilet and the woman sat on his lap. And so so that the midwife had room to catch the baby, you know, the baby wouldn't fall into the toilet. And I was like, oh, I love that she's wow. being cuddled. I love that she's <laughs> being cuddled while she's giving birth. And so in that moment, I was, you know, I ended up pushing in mostly a squat and then a little bit on my back. And so when I transitioned to my back, my midwife remembered that I said this and she had my husband climb behind me and he basically spooned me while I pushed. It was... It was like a, a little bit um, Handmaid's Tales-y now in retrospect, looking back at the photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- I know that position. I know that position. But it's beautiful. But it's beautiful. We did not have Handmaid's Tale mentality around that position. No. I felt it was very more supported. Like he was supporting your back. He was giving you like a big – he was the big spoon. You were the little spoon. And Yeah. 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 And it was uh, – I was just so grateful. I was so grateful he was born. I wanted I wanted that to be over. But, you know, I will say I don't look back on it as a traumatic memory for some reason. I think I am just like now in the leagues of women who have done this or not. I'm in the leagues of people who have done this incredible thing. And I'm honored to have had that rite of passage. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. 
We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. How was the, when you met him, did you have a lot of tearing? Did, uh, what did the ring of fire feel like? I have not felt these things. Oh, the ring of fire was, yeah, it was like your, your vagina is ripping. Um, and there was a moment where I was like, oh, this is the worst part. And, but in retrospect, it wasn't, it was just it was stinging. It was a stinging pain, which compared to feeling like your back is breaking is fine. <laughs> Wasn't great, but um, the tearing was, was I think, very average. And I got yeah like a couple stitches and it was, you know, it's crazy fine. to now be like pretty much back to normal. Like in my terms of my vagina, that is wild. No, the vagina is the fucking coolest, coolest, wildest thing of all time. I didn't videotape um, our son being born, but my second, I actually asked my doula to videotape her birth and she videotaped it and I actually watch it and I can't believe what my vagina, our vaginas do and how they go back together and then how you have sex and you actually enjoy it. Like, what the fuck? It's incredible. Yeah. And even for people who don't have vaginal births, people who have C-sections, I mean, you're still walking around holding up pounds and pounds of weight on your uterus, on your vagina, on your vulva, on all of this. And all, and that the fact that your body does what it does and then comes back together. I think about the women in the olden days who like didn't even have like stitches. I mean, their shit just like went back together, right? <laughs> With like scar tissue. I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, two things. The women who or or the people that have had um uh C-sections, I think about how amazing their bodies are to heal. Because the things that their muscles have to go through, that the 
that the baby was taken out and their body rehabilitates in some way. Miracle. 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 Um, But the friends that I've talked to that are older, that have had children before there were epidurals or before there was really just like a consciousness around birth, which I think is honestly, from a lot of the stories I hear, still very much forming in terms of like the medical industry catching up to the actual like needs and the very spiritual process of birth. Um, I have a friend who's in her 70s. And her story is nothing but traumatic. My mother's story is nothing but traumatic. My mother delivered in the Soviet Union with seven other women in the room who were also in labor or giving birth. She did not have her own room. She didn't have any medicine. My aunt didn't know she was having twins. She delivered one and then she had another. Oh my God. And and my husband's, my uh, husband's grandmother was like, oh, they just knocked me out. And I woke up and they handed me my child. I'm like, I mean, she just skipped labor and birth altogether. Like, it was just like, you're just put under. And they like, your body just does it while you're like asleep and you don't know what the fuck's gone on or what's happened to you. Fucked up. (laughs) Fucked up. It's fucked up. We've come a long way and we have a long way to go. How was your postpartum journey? How were the first six weeks? Um, Survival mode. I'm... I couldn't have done it without the help of my mom and my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law and then, like, every person who dropped off, like, a salmon. I'm going to shout out Michaela Watkins and Fred Kramer, our, our friends and neighbors who <laughs> dropped off food. Um, salmon, thank you for that salmon. You'll never forget Salmon. It. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I remember working with Helen Hunt, and she introduced me to a woman, and she was like, this woman dropped off lasagna when my son was born. And I was like, noted. Make a lasagna. Oh, people like one babies. of my friends, Sam Shelton, dropped off like a chicken that had apricots cooked and olives, co- like cooked olives and apricots. And she just dropped it off in like an old school fucking 1950s pan with foil. <laughs> and she was like, just put it in the oven at 350 and dinner will be served within 20 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, this is the fucking coolest, nicest thing ever. Like, yes. that's the shit you remember. Okay, so survival. And Tell me, as we're wrapping up, what have you learned in this first year? That's a big question. Sorry. As we're wrapping up quick, we have 30 seconds. Um, No, no, we don't. I want to be with you like all night long. I'm like, tell me, (laughs) Um, what is this past year? Like you you just celebrated a first birthday. Yeah. There are chambers in my heart that have opened that I did not know were possible. Like my capacity for love for this thing that like kind of maybe loves me back slash just depends on me for sustenance. The the fact that I could love something that much is, is nuts. Um, I think one of the things that I'm now just learning, like maybe this week is how to prioritize my marriage in terms of like the advice that I've gotten, nobody ever really talked about that. That like your marriage could really quickly go to shit if you don't prioritize it with a child because uh, there's so much task managing. There's so much get this, wash this, hold this, feed this, that there's not a lot of like, how are you feeling? And 
Um, and can we just like go to sleep early and hold each other? It's so much logistics. And especially if you are considering ever having more than one, it's so many logistics of pickups and drop-offs and food and shelter and clothing and the basics and get more milk. And and, and not, not to say like prioritize your marriage over your baby, but like that's what I'm figuring out right now is that I got to take care of this thing because also, you know, this guy in my house is going to leave in 17 years, plus or minus. You will. And, and I will still be with my husband. And in fact, when I think about what I want at the very end of my life, like what my actual goals of goals is, it's to be old and happy with my husband. I was just thinking the five hours you have with the nanny, go to lunch, go to a museum. Yeah. What do you guys like to do? Like go on that walk, go on that just hold fuck. hands. No, no. Just <laughs> goddamn fuck. Adam and I sometimes, this is real insider shit, but Yes. Yeah. Sometimes Adam and I literally go on hotel. We love hotels. And so, and we love, love hotel sex. So we'll be like, we'll go on hotels tonight or whatever, hoteltonight.com or whatever. Yes. I know that app. Yes. We don't go for the night. We go for the afternoon. We do mm. a sex, a nap, a shower, and then we go home. That is hot. Like we roll up there at four o'clock. And we we only get the nanny from like four to ten. You know what I mean? She does like the bedtime, and then we go home and sleep in our own. We don't even sleep in the hotel that we paid for. That is, <laughs> but you hot. get a deal. You know, it'll be like two hundred dollars or whatever. And I know that seems like a lot, but it's like, and we do that in like Malibu or Santa Monica or somewhere that's like close. Um, Although, don't talk, I don't know what, if you come across any gems, anyone listening, if you've got any gems on how to prioritize your marriage, because you are right, what a crazy ride we're on that if we do a great, fulfilled, loving, purposeful job raising our children, they will leave us. That means we will have done, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're going to love something so much for them to fly and to go away and to live on their own and not listen, like follow their own direction and 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 be their own person and things like that. And, and then we're just there with our people that we're also very lucky to have. And it's like, I, yeah, how do you take care of that? I don't know. It's really, but I have heard from a lot of people who have older kids, teenagers, that the first five years with little ones is the hardest, that it is epically, epically hard for the relationship Um, because exhaustion is a huge part of it. Identity Mm -hmm. shifting is a huge part of it, Um, but also just little kids are are really they need you a lot and mm-hmm. we're going to get to a place where our children are in school for a lot mm-hmm. of the hours of the day and then they're going to have whatever activities they are or aren't into you know like so i think we're also kind of in it right now <laughs> mhm it feels like yeah, so just um, make it through this part. But th- this is all very important because Adam and I are coming up on our 10-year wedding anniversary where he was like, "Wow, we're just going to be coming home. Let's celebrate that. We've been together 16 years, but it's our 10-year wedding anniversary. And he's like, let's just wow. celebrate it later in the summer. And I was like, ab-sa-fucking-lutely not. I yes. want to be with you alone yes. 
for our the weekend of our 10th wedding anniversary. I want it on the fucking magical day that I swore my life to you <laughs> 10 years yes, ago. Because like, it matters. It means something because to me. <laughs> yeah, there is nothing. It, it matters. It's not a matter of convenience. <laughs> no. It is a it is No, exactly. That's how I feel. Um in closing, parenthood is dot dot dot. Parenthood is fucking awesome. It is. It's everything. It's it's all the ups and downs. But I know myself and love myself in ways that are that mean so much to me and I think my kid is so cool. I'm into it. As hard as it is, I'm into it. Well, if he's as cool as his mommy, if he's as oh. cool as his mommy, um, I cannot thank you enough for taking mm. so much time. And <laughs> I think you're the fucking coolest mom ever. And if you oh, are God. down, I would love to have you on like next year for his two-year birthday. And we could talk oh, that's about a fun recap. how yeah, we'll do a circle back and we'll see how you're doing, how it's going. Sounds good. Mwah. Bye. Thank you so you're much. You're very cool. You're very smart. You're very pretty. Honestly, I've been a fan since, I mean, forever. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I want to hear from you. Let's chat. Questions, comments, concerns? Let me know. You can always find me at Katie's Crib at Shondaland.com. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 